0: Well, I guess on the good side, we uh, can't talk about the Jays losing a game because of their inability to hit with runners in scoring position. They had one runner in scoring position tonight in the first inning. 7-0, the Baltimore Orioles take care of the Blue Jays. Another good outing by Kevin Gossman, undone by some uh, bad defense. And, uh, well, frankly, lack of hitting. And, and kudos to uh, Dean Kramer of the... Baltimore Orioles for uh, finding out early that he could live up in the zone against the Blue Jays and just continuing to continuing to attack them. The Jays really had very little going on tonight. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple A triple six zero five ninety. You know the error by Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in the first play of the game ultimately didn't cost the Blue Jays any runs. But uh, boy, Felipe Alou always used to say that uh, the thing he hated more than anything else as a manager was seeing the first play of the game not made. And um, clearly tonight that play by Vladdy or the inability to come up with that ball in the first inning really kind of set the tone for things. Three innings, I'm sorry, three errors by the Blue Jays we talked about. There wasn't much going on offensively. Uh, Anthony Santander, a couple of home runs. Trevor Richards giving up a home run to uh, open up the eighth inning, open the floodgates in the eighth inning. Three fastballs in a row to uh, Anthony Santander from Trevor Richards, whose stock and trade is uh, is a good changeup. Uh, we talked about or during the, te- the the broadcast and the telecast, and they talked about uh, uh, another misplay by Vladdy at first base in the eighth inning. The game was over by then, but it certainly contributed to uh, to a messy inning for the Blue Jays and for Trevor Richards. And in fairness to Trevor Richards, five runs he gave up. But in fairness to Trevor Richards, he's been really good this year. So uh, I tend to give him a pass on that one. Danny Jansen did not have a great game defensively as well. Just just a, a, just a one of those nights where if you're the Blue Jays, the easiest thing to do is just flush it and uh, move on. The series is still there for the taking. Tomorrow night, the... Jays and Orioles will wrap up the game. The uh, Orioles have not announced their starting pitcher yet, although because they're in a six-man rotation with off days, they could very easily go with Kyle Gibson tomorrow night. That seems to be where they were, uh, they were, where they were leaning, which means it would be Kyle Gibson against Jose Barrios. But again, we'll, we'll wait and see. We may get more out of, uh, out of the Orioles. Uh, manager Brandon Hyde following this game. Jack Flaherty was a scratch from this game. And uh, Dean Kramer started. And, uh, well... I'm sure the Blue Jays would uh, would look back at it now and go, yeah, we'd probably rather have seen Jack Flaherty four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple A offensively for the Blue Jays. The first inning, Bo Bichette leading off with of a single, going to third and a single by Vladdy. George Springer flies out to center. That ends that. Really, the only other at bat of significance uh, for the Blue Jays came in the fifth inning. A uh, leadoff single by Matt Chapman, uh, Alejandro Kirk. Well, you've seen enough of Alejandro Kirk this year. You know what happened. Rolls over, 17th double play of the year. Kirk has hit into, that was pretty much it for the rest of the night uh, as the Orioles went on to a 7 nothing win.
1: Sam and Hamilton,
0: you're on Blue Jays Talk. Hey,
1: Jeff. First of all, I mean, I just, this offense is so inconsistent. It's so frustrating. Do you know why they're so inconsistent?
0: Uh, I mean, my friend Kevin Barker would tell you that they, they, uh, uh, they, they, should, they, they, for whatever reason, they are not able to maintain a consistent approach, for whatever reason. Um, my friend Mr. Barker, and I think a lot of people think the Jays tend to overthink things. I mean, good, good Lord, we saw the game against Cincinnati. We've seen uh, that series sweep against Boston and Fenway Park. Even the 10th inning last night, swinging it, hitting the fastball. Um, there just seems to be the sense that the Jays often outthink themselves, but I think tonight more than anything else, you know, Dean yeah. Kramer was just really good. Yeah. I mean, you just look at his pitch chart; he was really, he was really good tonight.
1: Yeah. So after the Baltimore game tomorrow, and who knows if it's going to get? I heard that's bad weather tomorrow, so maybe there won't be a game tomorrow. Um, they have that 15 game stretch. They, I mean, that's their season right there. I mean, like. Do you think this team has a 13-2 run in them? No. Like maybe go 13-2. Like, what's the best-case scenario? Like, I think the best-case scenario would be 13-2. Like, the worst-case scenario would be seven losses.
0: Yeah, listen, I I mean, this team's had easier stretches, easy stretches as well. You know, it depends who—and and we all know with the Blue Jays, one of the big bugaboos for the Blue Jays is facing guys they haven't seen before, right? And, and I mean, for whatever reason, this team seems to have an issue— with uh, shall we say underappreciated starting pitchers, look the Jays pitching is good enough to go on a run. 13-2 is a big ask. At you know, some point you're going to run into good pitching. At some point you're going to run into somebody who who's going to have your number. Uh, and and I would suggest that you know yeah this is an easy relatively easy stretch coming up. But they've also got that end of season series against the Yankees, Boston, and Tampa. That's also going to be important. But you're right they they need to make some hay because the the Mariners that they're chasing haven't. Have a remarkably easy schedule the rest of the way, and uh, and that easiness carries into and through September. So, yeah, the Jays look to be great. They need to go. They need to put a run together. But uh, you know, I the pitching's there. I just don't think they have the lineup to do
1: it. I guess it's just like, before I go, obviously I know you have other calls, but it's just just so frustrating to see other teams around baseball go on these like 10 game winning streaks. And yet I think our longest winning streak is six this year. It just feels like this team can never just go on that big round. Hell, the franchise record is 11 straight wins. The fact that no Blue Jay team has ever won more than 11 games. It just, it just feels like this team is just so stuck in the middle.
0: Yeah. I mean, thanks for the call. I, I I don't know about that. I mean, I don't know I don't know how many teams have teams won world series before without going in 10 game winning streaks. I would probably think so. Um, at, at this point, it's not so much a matter of going on a winning streak. It's a matter of winning series. I mean, I, I, I it really sounds silly to say that and, and simplistic to say that, but really take two of three, every series that's, that's what you do. Hope that you sweep a series, maybe a go on a run where you win five, six or seven games in a row. But at this point, just win the series because the way the wild card race is shaping up right now, it is a jumble. And there are a whole bunch of teams. I mean, the Texas Rangers, yes, they're leading the AL West, but they're kind of sort of possibly in the wild card picture as well. It is really getting bunched up and, you know, fear the Blue Jays just Keep winning, win your series and hope that the other teams, uh, you know, run into, run into trouble. But I I mean, I've, I've got to tell you, if you look at other teams schedules, um, you know, the Jays are still going to have to do some heavy lifting. And, and I, you know, I just don't know. I don't know if this lineup can get it done without Vladdy and, and, and with Matt Chapman kind of, you know, essentially being passengers right now. Russ in New Jersey. You're on Blue Jays stock.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. What am I supposed to say? You know, if we You're know, in California. Thing, where, are you, where are you in California? I went to the Angels game today against the Reds, the first game, and then I had to go there for business, and I'm coming home. So. Yeah.
0: How's the weather wow. out there? How are you? Did you avoid the yeah. Uh, flooding?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's nice today. It's beautiful. Good. So I'm in the airport coming back. Else, I would have been at the game. I'll Dude, be up there tomorrow. But here is my point. Yep. You know, you first of all, let's go to the wild card because let's be honest. I don't believe Boston's in the race. Um, I believe, and I said this on, I think, your show, too, the day, night of the trading deadline. I don't know if you were on. I said, you know, everyone was talking about Yankees, Boston. I said, Seattle's the team, the only team that I believe with their good pitching, and today their bullpen cost them because they should have won the game. But if you look at it like this, Houston being now competing for first place
3: mm-hmm. is
2: not good for the days because. They won the season series against Houston four to three. Texas, they didn't lose the season series. They're down one two, but if they split, then you know they would lose that tiebreaker. Right. Um, and they basically lose the tiebreaker to Seattle because I think the next it's three three, but I think the next one is division record. Yes, it is. They. We all know, yeah, we all know the Blue Jays are not going to win. They're not going to win that tiebreaker. It just, it, it just, you know, you said Vladdy, and and I hate to get on the kid. He's twenty. What he? Twenty three, twenty four, but zero RBIs in the last seven games. Three RBIs in the last fifteen games. He has one homer since he hit that one on the in the Sunday game. In, in the he's one homer. He hit that Boston. The game, the Friday yep. night game, he hit a homer. That's been a, the, the last. The homer hit before that was Seattle. You know, in on, on the Sunday game when they won four three. So, it's it, like I said, if if they would have lost five four tonight. But you look at it even last night. You know, it was a great win, but they really scored three runs again in nine innings. Mm-hmm. You know, they scored three in the 10th. So unless this offense, and, and the most frustrating, I think, that you guys think is the most frustrating. Th- I don't need them to be the number one or number two offense. If they were seventh or eighth in the league in runs, they would be competing for first place right now. They just can't score. And it's just, you know, we could talk about pitching and defense, but you got to score runs <laughs> to win yeah. baseball. And it, at this point, it's just very, very frustrating to watch.
0: Yeah, listen, Russ, I appreciate the call and travel safely. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you. It, it's a, it's one of the more frustrating teams to watch offensively that I've seen. And I, you know, part of that, I think, is... I think we're all aware, those of us who followed this team for a long time, those of us who watched this team for a long time, we're all aware of the quality of starting pitching and the quality of relief pitching they're getting tonight, or they're getting this year. Again, tonight, Kevin Gossman didn't have his best stuff. Kevin Gossman, though, hitting 99, 98, working his way out of jams. Uh, Trevor Richards, an awful night, but Trevor, Trevor Richards has been, has been really good. This is the best bullpen they've had in a long time. Uh, Certainly the best bullpen, I think, since 2015. Um, The rotation, as I mentioned, is terrific. It's one of the best rotations they've ever had. But, man, um, they just... There are are just nights where they look absolutely lost at the plate. And there are nights where you can get a sense early in the game that nothing's going to happen. And tonight was one of those nights. You... Once you got out of the third inning, and then once Alejandro Kirk hit into the double play, at that point, I'm thinking, you know, I mean, how are they going to win this? And, of course, we've seen with the Baltimore Orioles. And it's funny because I had some, I I guess last night and uh, today on Blair and Barker as well, we had the back leg line. And. And I think Chris LaRue is in here as well. And this, this, this talking about whether or not the Jays line, the Orioles lineup is better than the Jays lineup. Like, unless I, I, I don't know what I'm seeing. I, I think they are. I, I think they're a better lineup than the Jays. Um, at, at this point, how many hitters do the Jays have that really scare you? How many hitters do they have that you think are capable of delivering a blow to win a game? I mean, Whit Merrifield's been really good. Bo Bichette's their best player by far. Brandon Belt's having a you know, a year that if everybody else was hitting in this team, you'd be looking at Brandon Belt and going, my God, what an important cog he's been to this team. But Vladdy, Springer, they scare you right now. Matt Chapman doesn't scare me. And then you go to the Orioles. Man, I'm sorry. I think the Orioles have more ways of scoring runs. And... I just think that for whatever reason, they seem to have a very simple, very basic approach. You know, tonight, again, against Kevin Gossam, they fouled off 29 pitches against him. The the Orioles have, at least against the Blue Jays, and and I can't say that I've seen every Orioles game this year, they seem to take a really tactical, a real tactical approach to facing the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays, for whatever reason, offensively, it's, it's almost as if they can't get out of their own way. Tony and Maple, you're on Blue Jays Talk.
3: Hey, good evening, Jeff. How are you doing? Good, good, good. You know, <clears throat> I agree with you. The, the Jays, they're good enough to win a World Series.
0: I don't good. know. Their lineup's not as good as Atlanta. Atlanta's awesome.
3: Like, no, no, what, what I mean is this. that not not the way they're playing. But I'm saying the potential's there. No. And we saw it from the beginning of the season. They were a favorite.
0: Yeah, but I mean, they were favorites when they had R. A. Dickey and whatever it was uh, as well. Like A lot of us who picked them as preseason favorites, you know, right. uh, obviously, obviously didn't make the right call. Uh, again, they've got great pitching, but there's, I mean, they're a long way away from being a World Series team. This lineup doesn't even come, it doesn't even come close to the Atlanta Braves lineup for example.
3: And this is going to be my point where I'm leading to. They're also so poor of play that they might not even make the playoffs. Yeah. So there's there's the both extremes. Now, I ask you, would you trade, for example, Vlad Guerrero for Mountcastle? I think the answer from you would probably be, and I'm guessing, no. Right, because yeah. You, I wouldn't either. you say... There's way more potential in Vladdy than there is in Mountcastle. And we can go down that lineup with the Jays, and I'd say one by one, one by one, would you trade this player for that player on Baltimore? And more often than not, we're going to say no.
0: All right. Well, let's just do that, just for interest's sake. Catching. You're taking Adley Rushman, correct? Okay okay let's put gunner henderson at third base because he'll probably end up having to play there because that's where they have they've got some shortstop depth you're taking right. gunner henderson over matt chapman no you're not no why N- defensively not even close uh gunner henderson's a terrific defensive player he okay. is he
3: is a terrific defensive player how long has he been so
0: well he's a rookie
3: exactly that's my point. But I, I don't want to take up so much of your time to go down this list. What my point is... Because I'm Lisa, right. Okay, is I don't think the club is disciplined enough and thus not coached properly. Because if these players have the skill sets, they're not dumb because they got to this level, and there's something that is amiss in the coaching in the discipline with this club.
0: Okay, well, let's just expand on that. What do you mean by coaching? It's not football. They don't have an offensive coordinator. They can't change plays. They can't have a playbook. What coaching are you talking about in particular?
3: Okay, let's take batting, hitting coach. Right. If you see that players that perennially have been some of the most dominant in the league, and now all of a sudden they're not good enough really to play for a world championship team. This is the same hitting coaches that have been here for three years. Okay. But it doesn't mean because you've been good three years ago that with this group of players, you're a good fit. Same group of players.
0: Matt Chapman was here when they were hitting, has been here since they've been hitting coaches. vladdy has been here. Bo's been here. Jansen's been here. Uh, Kirk's been here. Let me see. Who else am I missing? Uh, Springer's been here under contract. Uh, so I mean, these guys, and, and, and I'm not going to disagree with you, Tony, I'm not picking an argument with you because I, I happen to think that the, the hitting strategy in this team is atrocious. It's, it's again, they can't get out of their own way, but I'm also going to say this, you know, it's an older team. You know, people think that this is a, a, a young group of kids. It's not their average age. Isn't that far off the Yankees. Vladdy's young, but he's been around for three or four years. Bo is young. He's been around for three years. Like at at some point, you take responsibility, and my friend Barker will say this at some point, you take responsibility for this. And at some point, when you are being talked to by your hitting coach, you know, as Paul Quantrill once said, his son Cal had to learn the fine art of telling someone to go bleep themselves. Because every now and then, you just got to say to the, you know, I'm going to do my thing. And you don't, you don't, necess, you don't need to take everything the hitting coaches say to heart, but I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I mean, you know, again, defense pitching, pitching's fine, but people have this idea that somehow that, that coaches play less of a role in baseball than they do in any other sport. Cause ultimately it's a game where the defense has possession of the ball, right? The first act of a baseball game is me stopping you from doing anything when I'm pitching. It's not like any other sport, and sometimes I think we fall into this: oh, the pitching isn't good, so fire the pitching coach. Even though the pitching coach isn't the guy who brought all the pitchers in, the general manager is the guy who puts together the team, and then he got a whole bunch of dudes around him, the khakis as Barker calls them, who have got like come up with all these 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 magnificent, broad strategic concepts and try to it, it, try to force them on the players. So, Tony, I am saying I do agree with you that. I, 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 this team has been, their approach at the plate confuses me, it bothers me, and that gets to the hitting strategy. That gets to the hitting strategy. But other than that, John Schneider's managing, I mean, more often than not, you know, look at the games where he's had the right guy up at the right time, at least the right guy in terms of his lineup. You know, it, yes, having Dalton Varsho cleaning up the start of the year is probably not the smartest decision in the history of baseball. And it, it is remarkable. It was remarkable how often Matt Chapman would come up uh, with, you know, with a man in ba- uh, on base. But, I mean, I think we have to be careful with the whole, the whole coaching thing here. Because I keep getting back. This is not a young team. It's not a bunch of kids. And at some point, if you're a hitter... Man up. You know what I tell you. Hey, Matt Chapman knows what he has to do to be successful. He's been in the majors. At some point, you just, hey, this is what I got to do. Let's uh, take a break and come back on the other side. I want to take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Take a look at the standings as well. 7 nothing. the Blue Jays losing to the Baltimore Orioles tonight in an ugly game. It's Blue Jays talk on Sportsnet 590, the fan of the Sportsnet Radio Network.
1: You know, I think that's one of the hardest things about baseball, but also um, one of the easiest is that we play every day. So there's no time to, you know, in football, they play once a week. So if you have a really bad game, you're sitting around for a week waiting to, you know, have another chance. Whereas, you know, these guys are going to be in the batter's box tomorrow at 7 o'clock ready to go. So, um, you know, you got to know that, um, you know, we're just waiting for that you know that, that big stretch and we've kind of been waiting for that all year and um, you know is it gonna happen I don't know you know I, I hope it does I hope it starts tomorrow um, but we can't keep sitting back and waiting on that you know we gotta we gotta go now and um, we need a little bit more sense of urgency
0: help I'll, I'll sign up for that Kevin Gossman Seven nothing. The Blue Jays losing to the Baltimore Orioles. That was Kevin Gossman, uh, once again, pitching much better uh, and than and and deserving much more than he got from this lineup. 107 pitches, six innings pitched, eight strikeouts, one walk. It was a slog. But as is, is often the case, Kevin Gossman makes some of his best pitches when uh, when he's grinding. This is a lineup that has always had a lot of success against him. I mean, the home run that he gave up to Anthony Santander was was a Santander went down and got a slider, an 87 mile an hour slider and just golfed it out. I mean, it was just, it was, it was a sick piece. It was a sick piece of hitting. Um, uh, but Kevin Gossman certainly deserved more. And yeah, I'd like you know, I mean, I don't know how you measure a sense of urgency. Uh, I I really don't. Um, you know, do you go up to the plate with a sense of urgency? I I was, what is it Josh Johnson said? This isn't the, this isn't the try hard league. I I get what Kevin Gossman's saying. Um, And, and, you know, certainly defensively, the Jays didn't play like a team with a sense of urgency, but um, this is, I mean, this is what they've been offensively all year. Uh, And, and I, you know, I, I don't know if, we should expect much more than this. My my sense is that the Jays, if they do go to the playoffs, are going to have to win a lot of 3-2, 3-1, 4-2 games. And given the pitching and given the bullpen, you know, at, at this point, it's, it's probably about the best you can, uh, you can hope for. Time now for the Major League Standings Watch, presented by Bet365. With Bet365, you can bet in things like player props, totals, or game outcomes across many different sports, 19-plus play responsibly, Ontario only. A uh, Well, I mean, the wild card race is a complicated beast, isn't it? And I guess we're going to have to get used to figuring out how to watch it, who to cheer for. Um, it's going to be very much a series by series thing. So we look around uh, today. The Seattle Mariners, the, the Jays got a gift in terms of chasing the Seattle Mariners. The Chicago White Sox walked them off 5-4 on a throwing error by J.P. Crawford, allowing Tim Anderson to score after he stole third. Boston and Houston, they're both in the wild-card picture with the Jays. They're tied at four. Tampa Bay, they beat Colorado 6-5. And uh, the Texas Rangers, who are also in the wild-card picture, they had the day off. The New York Yankees, they're not in the wild-card picture, but they are in the East Division. They had a 9-1 win over the Washington Nationals. Aaron Judge had perhaps maybe the most meaningless three-home run game in Yankees' recent history. Nonetheless, The uh, the Yankees beating the Washington Nationals. So the standings as of this moment are the Baltimore Orioles well ahead in the American League East. Well ahead of the Jays, seventy eight and forty eight. They're thirty games over five hundred. Not well ahead. Tampa Bay just two games back. They're seventy seven and fifty one. They're five and a half up in the wild card. The Blue Jays seventy and fifty seven, eight and a half back. Boston sixty six and sixty. They are twelve back. And the Yankees are 61 and 65, 17 games back. The wild card picture, as it stands right now, Baltimore, Texas, Minnesota—they're all leading their divisions. Tampa Bay is 77 and 51. Houston 72 and 55. Seattle 71 and 56. One more win than the Blue Jays. One fewer losses, or one fewer loss than the Blue Jays. Uh, They are eight and two in their last ten. They are playing some serious baseball. The Jays had a chance to move into. A tie in the standings, at least with Seattle. The win tonight, they remain a game out. And uh, the Mariners can continue a series uh, against Kansas City on, I think they have tomorrow off, and then they go into Kansas City. So they're not continuing the series. They have a series against Kansas City coming up while the Jays will wrap up their three game series tomorrow against the Baltimore Orioles. The numbers to call 416-870-0590, Star 591, 888 666 590 Still a few minutes left, Gary in Vancouver. Thanks for your patience. What's up?
4: Uh can you hear me?
0: I got you loud and clear, my friend.
4: Thank you. Um I love your I love your show. You guys, uh you and uh, your uh cohort there often makes some sense. I don't always agree with you, but I really like your show. You. Uh, I appreciate the, your producer letting me on. The uh, What I was going to say is this. The show before yours, they were talking about the fact that Seattle lost tonight. Well, I'm looking at it uh, this way. If the Toronto Blue Jays are that concerned about the fact that Seattle loses to win they're in trouble because in my, uh, I like Toronto, but I'm going to say this. They are. Uh, uh, when you're, uh, when you're a good team, you don't worry about everybody else losing. You win, you, you win your own ball games and, uh, and, and you can look at it in a hockey term. Good teams who uh, win in hockey, they don't worry about with the, the other guys. They just win hockey games. And right now, Toronto uh, five five hits in in one in the ball game, and the way Blady's playing, are you kidding? They're uh, they're in trouble, and uh, I don't care if they're playing bad teams or not. They um, the the only thing that's going to help them is their pitching, and that's about the only th- that's all I can say. I appreciate you listening, and I'll I, I'm listen- I'd like to hear your comment. Thank hey, you.
0: Thanks very much, Gary. Thank you for listening. Thanks for your kind words. Um, you know, look, uh, I mean, we talk about the other teams around the Jays. I can guarantee you that at no point in the dressing room, or I'm sorry, in the clubhouse, does John Schneider come out and say, hey, good news, guys, Seattle lost. Go get them. Uh, we talk about that because it does explain the wild card picture. It does explain where the Jays are in the pecking order for a playoff spot. I don't for a moment believe. And I, I, I do believe this. When players and managers say they don't scoreboard watch uh, I think at this stage of the year, I'm pr- I'm, it's, it's a pretty safe bet that they, if they're not necessarily keeping track of what every other team is doing, they're well aware of what teams in the standings are doing around them. But, but I mean, that doesn't matter when you go out in the field. If you're the Blue Jays, you can't hit, you couldn't hit Dean Kramer tonight, whether Seattle won 16 to nothing and Boston was being waxed 15 to nothing by Houston and, you know, Tampa Bay decided to fold instead of play. I mean, you, you can't, once the game starts, eh, believe me, you've seen this team play. Once the game starts, they got enough in their, in their plates. But I mean, the standings are a talking point and their standings are, are something that we talk about and that we follow because it is reflective of something. And going to the playoffs is a big deal for this fan base. It's a big deal for this team. But, you know, I I, I think we have to, you know, I can pretty much guarantee you that that uh, you know, Vladdy isn't or, or Matt Chapman isn't going into the dugout after that game tonight and going, oh, well, at least Seattle lost. I'm going to go now and see if Boston's playing and see who's winning between Boston and Houston. I mean, guys keep track of it; it's a point of interest with guys. But I mean, it really doesn't mean anything once the it really doesn't mean anything once the game starts. Um, and as I mentioned, this team obviously has a uh, has enough in there. Has enough in their plate, just trying to figure out how to get a how to get a hit. But the good thing is, they get to do it again tomorrow night. Seven o five is the first pitch. Uh, Jose Barrios on the mound for the Jays. We believe it be Kyle Gibson for the Orioles. Um, and yeah, let's see if uh, let's see if the Jays can can uh, can come up with an answer after a seven nothing loss to the Baltimore Orioles. Can still win the series tomorrow. That's what this is all about. After all, winning series at this point not worrying about what the other team is doing thank you for listening to blue jays baseball brought to you by crown rust protection new and used vehicle prices are rising and inventory is scarce avoid the hassle of buying prematurely by making your vehicle last longer with crown rust protection for a special summer offer and rust protection visit crown.com today